What did you get into this weekend, Justin? I'm glad you asked. We uh, Well, we had the show, the Tree City show, the listening party, in the store on Friday evening. That was awesome. Uh, if you haven't heard the interview with Patrick, that's up on the Rundown uh, podcast network or the Rundown page. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, and it's Saturday. a good listen. I oh, really, yeah. I really enjoyed listening to it. I wasn't there. Obviously, you were doing the interviewing, but I really liked hearing Patrick's insight and talking about music with you guys and the Durham scene. As He's a whole. an OG. Yeah, yeah. It was so great. great to have him. Uh, and then Saturday, I celebrated, uh, celebrated a birthday. Uh, a friend of mine had her birthday this weekend. Um, and so, what I wanted to ask you is uh, Ooh, question time. Yeah. Well, we we did a little what it's called a, a whip around during the birthday dinner, asking what everyone's favorite birthday gift was. So I wanted to pass this question along to you, uh, if you have hmm. a favorite birthday gift. Um, I don't know if this is cliche, but I think my favorite one that I can that really stands out to me, 16th birthday, I got a 98 Honda Accord. It was awesome. It had a tape deck in it. I was like, nothing else special. It's totally bare bones. Do you like still my have that car? No, it oh. was, but it was my favorite car. Like I loved that car. I still miss that car. Yeah, like it was, it was a great car. Yeah, it turned into like a three door car because at one point one of the doors just broke, and I was like, don't care. I still love this car. Those things but are durable though. Hondas. Great. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you? Like, give me a favorite Justin birthday memory. Yeah. So mine actually uh, was a concert. Interestingly enough, so right here on the rundown. Uh, my favorite birthday gift, uh, my dad. So this was my uh, freshman year of high school, uh, 2005, I believe. And the Rolling Stones were coming to town. They were mm -hmm. playing at Wallace Wade Stadium. And I don't know anything about the Rolling Stones. Uh, I mean, I knew a couple <laughs> of their songs, but yeah, I'm not a I'm Wait, not how a old were you at this time? 13, 13? maybe. 13, okay. Yeah, All right. I'm not yeah. a stone yeah, yeah, yeah. head. I don't know what stone I'm not either, so. are called. Um, but all my other friends, they, they were, you know, big fans of the Rolling Stones. They knew a lot about their music and they were all going to the show. And so I wasn't disappointed that I wasn't going to that show specifically, but I was a little, I felt a little left out. Um, and so my dad, as, uh, he always does finds a way to make things right. And, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. And he picked me up from school early one afternoon and we started driving towards Winston-Salem and uh, he didn't tell me why. I have family in Winston, so I figured, okay, we're just going to see some family. And about halfway through uh, the trip towards Winston-Salem, he said, have you, have you figured out where we're going yet? And I was like, no, not really. Just to visit yeah. people? And, uh, and he pulled out the tickets to the Jurassic 5 show so that was happening cool. that night. And they were my, they, I mean, they're still my favorite band, but they, I had just discovered their music and he knew that he, he was a DJ. And so a lot of my taste in music I got from him and Jurassic five was like the first band that I'd really discovered on my own. Thanks to the powers of broadband internet. And, you know, I was able to <laughs> download all their music, Napster, illegally. LimeWire, yep. all that stuff, um, and make a ton of mix CDs of all their stuff. And so I was a huge fan and I got to go to that show. Um, it was on campus at Wake Forest. Uh, we got there early. There was a, a guide from Wake that kind of showed us around. Through uh, like a hookup with your dad? Yeah, or? yeah. He like pulled a bunch of strings. Whoa, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, really special moment. And so we got the whole balcony in the auditorium to, to ourselves. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, it really felt like a VIP. And uh, so you were in like one of those little like box balconies on the side, like um, kind of well, situation. It was more like, or was uh, it? you know, like if you're in Carolina Theater, Deepak, it's yeah. like that kind of like big, okay, yeah, okay, um, like balcony gotcha. seating basically. 
And about halfway through the show, um, the light show's going. They've got the, the lights kind of panning all across the venue. And one of them hits my dad and I. And most people that have known me for a while know that I had incredibly long hair in high school. I had a huge afro. It's pretty beautiful yeah. from pictures that I've seen. I've not seen this in person, obviously. I know you after this phase, yeah. life phase. But it was a great head of hair yeah. that you And had. I didn't really know how... Uh, the implications, like how big a deal it was. I just, I like didn't want to cut my hair. So I just kept growing and growing. Um, but afros, as most people know, were like kind of big back in the day. And, and so again, the, the spotlight hits us and, uh, everybody in the venue, including the artist can see my hair and how big it is. (laughs) And one of the guys in the band like points up and gives me this like, you know, thumbs up or some sort of like affirmation, like, yo, your hair is amazing. And I wanted to just like melt and, and you were just like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, never cutting is, my hair yeah, ever again. That was the pinnacle of my life at that point was that show. And I had a couple friends uh, that were in the um, that were also at the show and they saw it happen. I didn't know they were there, but they saw it. And so word got around that that had happened. And, you know, school on Monday was like the best day ever. Um, so, so, yeah, shout out to J5. Great birthday. Yeah, uh, they're still my favorite band, I think. Um, you know, what's golden if I ever have, uh, the opportunity to like, you know, my walkout song or whatever. (laughs) Oh um, yes. Coming back around to that. Yeah. That would probably be it. So shout out to J five. Uh, let's get into today's show. Welcome to episode seven of The Rundown, your weekly dose of the best shows and events to check out around the triangle. I am your host, Mandy, lovely co-host, Justin. What's up? You heard about his awesome experiences. This is his 13th birthday, um, just a little bit ago. Okay, so I'm not sure if I say this every episode or have said this in every episode, but I'm extremely excited about the stuff we're talking about this week. Yeah, we got a really good week. It's a good week. We were really giddy. Yeah, pre-show. <laughs> we <Yeah>. were. <laughs> so let's get started. Uh, Monday. So we record this podcast. If you don't know, on Sunday. So tomorrow, but I'm just going to say Monday today because you're hearing this on Monday. Hopefully, uh, Mama played Mondays at the Pin Hook is happening. Um, so this is a free event, 21 and up entry, happens the fourth Monday of every month. I'm not sure. This might be the third Monday because it's February short month. I'm not sure. Oh, is that's it a good it? point. Is yeah. it? I'm not sure. But it's supposed to happen every fourth Monday. And it's basically hosted by, it's hosted by Gemini and The Conjure. And it's like an 80s soul R&B and hip hop kind of vibe night. Um, inspired by music that their moms or women used to listen to around them growing up and who influenced them. Yeah, I think, I don't know how long this has been around. It's new to me, but I'm really excited about this. Um, When I had a Ninth Wonders class at Central Mm -hmm. last semester, my last semester there, we had to do a project um, where we reviewed, basically a book review, but for an album. And the album that we got was um, Lil' Kim's first album, Hardcore, which I know is 90s and not 80s, but it made me go back and listen to just a ton of uh, female hip-hop and R&B. So like Mary J, TLC, Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott. You think Um, about the strong female presence that was 90s hip-hop scene. I mean, obviously we have the Biggies and the Tupacs and all that kind of stuff, East Coast, West Coast, whatever you want to, you know influencers huge but like women mm-hmm. in the scene were amazing to yeah. me like i just remember growing up and listening to 
all those people as well. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, coming out of the 90s, at least for me, into the 2000s with Eve um, and then Missy, Missy. again and then, you know, Destiny's Child. Uh, yeah, all that stuff was heavy in rotation. And then, mm-hmm. you know, not even talking about like Erica Badu, Lauren mm-hmm. Hill, Alicia mm-hmm. Keys, Jill Scott, like that whole Jeez. vein of, of R&B and Neo Soul as well. So, yeah, yeah really awesome. Um, and for people that have seen uh black panther i was talking to our friend jesse about this movie as well and also the the strong uh female leads uh, mm-hmm. in that movie as mm-hmm. well so just a really um a really good time for for black women in the scene right now <laughs> i mean yeah. you know every day should every be every day should um, be but we're going to take the time to specifically yes. recognize the uh the power of of the black female on this show and that is happening tonight at the Pin Hook. Uh, free entry again, Mama Played Mondays. You guys should go and check it out if you're looking for some good music to listen to. Have a drink. And, and it's free. And it's free. So Mondays, everyone hates Monday. Start of the work week. Well, something to look forward to. Yeah. So we're going to play a little bit of UNITY by Queen Latifah. Brother, call a girl a bitch or a hoe. Trying to make a sister feel low. You know, all of that got to go. Now, everybody knows there's exceptions to this rule. I don't be getting mad when we playing this cool. But don't you be calling me out my name. I bring crap to those who disrespect me like a dame. That's why I'm talking. One day I was walking down the block, I had my cut off short. Moving on to a favorite staple of mine, and I think yours as well Super Secret Dance Party at Arcana on Friday night, March 2nd. Uh, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., $5 cover, 21 and up. And this time, it's a little bit different. Typically, we've got Rang and Forge DJing. Or at least one of them. Or at least one of them, yeah. true. true. It's not always them together, but at least one of them. Uh, this time, we're going to have DJ Shazad, who is a staple there as well, who we love. And DJ Lolo out of Texas will be um, taking the reins as well. Yeah. Yeah. For people that have been to runaway events over the last few years, you definitely know who DJ Sazad is. Um, he's one of my favorites, really good on the one and twos. I think one of the better turntablists uh, in the area outside of just having a great, uh, you know, curating ear for, for Completely DJ. Agree. Yeah. And then DJ Lolo, we don't know a ton about again, based mm-hmm. out of Texas, but um, if, you know, Forge and Rang and Shazad are vouching for them, then I, you know, I have no, um, I, I imagine it's going to be a good show, yeah. a good set. Yeah. The thing I love about super, super Secret Dance Party is that Dance Party is totally accurate. Dance, you're going to dance. The music is always on point. So much fun to listen to. Yeah. Arcana's done a really good job of curating these dance parties. It's such an interesting mm-hmm. space. Um, it's you know very intimate. It's a very small space if you haven't ever been to Arcana. Um, but the bartending staff's great. Um, the stuff that they curate is awesome outside of the dance parties, um, but specifically the the dancing. So, um, yeah, shout out to Arcana uh, for always holding it down. And, yeah, super secret dance party. Always. I have it. I think it's one of the few things that I do have on my calendar every, it's I believe, first Friday um, of the of the month. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. All right. In theme with awesome women, let's play a little bit of Missy Elliott and maybe a Catronata remix. Yeah, yeah. Saka to me. All right. Catronata remix by Missy Elliott that features Debrat. Hey. 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 Hey.
Last but not least, we've well, got... Well, technically not last. we got two more. Okay. We we've got, got a, a bonus. bonus. we got a bonus right, guy right. this week. All right. We've got uh, Anime Magic at Carolina Theater, something that Mandy and I are both super excited about. Uh, we were going to tell you about the ASAP Ferg show at the Ritz and decided that they don't need any help promoting that mm-hmm. show. And we were not the people to talk to you about ASAP Ferg because neither one not. of us are that... Uh, not hating, with, just right. not as connected to ASAP Ferg, right. maybe, as... I would say the Anime Magic Festival. Yes. So that is this weekend at Carolina Theater, Friday through Sunday. Um, there's 13 films total. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's this festival, uh, this weekend, came out of a promotion that Carolina Theater did previously promoting uh, Miyazaki films. If you're not familiar, Miyazaki is a, a Japanese uh, film director. He's essentially the Walt Disney of Japan. Yeah. His studio, Studio Ghibli, has been creating beautiful animated films for uh, 50 years now or something yeah. like that. So Yeah, and I know a lot of early Pixar movies uh, got cues from his films as mm-hmm. well, his ability to tell stories. Um, he, I, I've seen... I try to see as many as possible, yeah. um, especially when they come to theaters. I've seen a lot of them on like DVD and streaming, but... Um, really just incredible work both the animation the storytelling is so beautiful the music Um, is amazing and it's so fun like you were saying it's so fun to get to see some of these films like princess mononoke like i will say this like so this started like you were talking about as a miyazaki film um exhibition Mm -hmm. i guess a few years ago maybe like four or five years ago now and it's it was so popular it came back and came back and i think recently i don't know if anime magic happened last year or not under that same title but I feel like this year with the title, there's not only Miyazaki films. They've um, expanded. They've expanded it, right. which is very cool. But I love getting to see these films on the big screen because yeah. it's something that, you know, it's like any big release from back in the day when you yeah. get to see it again on a big screen. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And it, um, you know, like you said, it's it's great for the, um, for the kids that maybe didn't grow up on these movies to also see these. Uh, for me, I remember seeing my first Miyazaki film uh, I think it was probably Cartoon Network or Toonami or somebody <laughs> oh, really? you know, showed yeah. them. Yeah, when I was like ten, um, you know, Spirited Away, which I yep. don't know if they're I showing this weekend. I don't think they are, but they've got like Howl's uh, Moving Castle mm-hmm. and My Neighbor Totoro and um, Ghost in the Shell. Ponyo. Yeah, which is not a Miyazaki film, but uh, you know, people have probably seen the yeah. American adaptation. Um, that they were promoting for a while. Scarlett Johansson yeah. somehow became the lead, but that's right. a whole different topic we can discuss. Um, so, yeah, and then Spirited Away won uh, an Oscar um, in 2004, I believe. Mm. So, um, you know, these, I think anime often gets pigeonholed in a category of people people feel like they can't engage with it. They think it's cartoons. and yes. that, um, Or it's you just know, it's so foreign kids. to you some, somehow right. when it's fact it's like any storytelling, great storytelling is not foreign to anyone. Yeah. The language might be different, but... Right. And, and to your point, um, we have uh, a bunch of Japanese films, but also a couple French films as mm-hmm. well um, and American anime mm-hmm. 
as well. Something from the UK. Mm -hmm. So there's a good mix. Uh, I think every ticket is $9 or $10. And then you can, if you're really interested and you feel like you're going to see at least 10 films, you can get a package of 10 tickets for $80. Um, Which I'm very interested in. (laughs) I don't know if I have time to make it to 10 films, but there's definitely probably three or four that I'm going to try to hit up. What would be if you could only go to one or maybe two? Let's say you get two. If you can only see two from the list. What would you uh, What would you try and, and check out? That I that's very hard. Actually, I do want to see Ghost in the Shell because I've never seen that. Uh, I I just love Princess Mononoke. Like yeah. I saw it for the first time during the Miyazaki Festival okay. back in the day, and it's been you know four or five years. So I kind of would love to see that one again. Yeah. But I kind of feel like there's other ones that I haven't seen that maybe I should go see. It would be hard to pass that one up. Yeah. Uh, I ha- also have seen that one. Um, but to your point, Ghost in the Shell, I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Akira as well has oh, somehow yeah. missed me for the last few years. So. Um, and that one's also here this weekend. So I, I might try and at least capture those two. Uh, but then, you know, I would love to see some reruns of old classics. Yeah. I feel like you'll be you'll be out there. I think yeah. if anyone makes it they, they, on any given day, any given uh, show, they might see you there. Yeah. So. So, again, that's Friday through Sunday. Um, you can check out the schedule on the Carolina Theater website. Uh, all the different films obviously have different show times. Um, so you want to see, you know, which films you're interested in, what time they're playing. But it is Friday through Sunday uh, at Carolina Theater. Like Mandy said, you will most likely see me there. And me too. So a few weeks ago, we had Mers here in town for a Duke residency through Duke performances. Um, and he did some stuff in Ninth Wonder, uh, had a few community events, and then also had a show. I'm going to highlight, I really want to highlight this band that's coming through, this artist that's coming through, um, who's doing the same thing. It's Alisara and the Nubatones. Um, she is from a mix of places. She was born in Sudan and then raised in Yemen and came to the United States with her family and has been in Brooklyn since 2004. Um, and she will be here for a week doing a residency, kind of like what happened with MERS, if you guys were listening to a few episodes ago. So she's going to have a few community events. She's teaching some creative writing classes at Duke and then also working with DSA on some creative writing stuff, which is really cool, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's awesome those students get to take yeah. advantage of that. I, I love that. Like just reaching out and cross level and inspiration to younger people is great. And then she's going to have a performance on Thursday, March 1st uh, at Motor Co. Doors at 7, show at 8. Um, same kind of price levels before $20 general admission and $10 if you're a Duke student. But her music is so cool. Yeah, uh, we I, I hadn't heard it. And I don't think you had heard it before. We, yeah. we had to phone a friend. We were yeah. talking to our friend Salim about about the show because he's uh, doing some video work with them mm-hmm. and uh, and turned us on to her music. And yeah, it's 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 self-described. She describes herself as East African retro pop music, um, which, you know, I didn't really know what that meant when I read no, it. No, I know. Um, so we did a little listening and we'll play a song at the end of the segment. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, it definitely multi-influenced is... like through, I think her life. It yeah. seems like, I mean, I, I fully That's admit that I do point. not a ton about her story or backstory. I'm just kind of what I've read here and there, but it seems like it's got a d- bunch of different la- layers and she's got cool steez. Like guys, if you look her up online, she's just like so cool. Looking. Yeah. Her <laughs> like, hair is super wild yeah. in like the best way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to your point about being uh, kind of, um, having all these different influences, we were looking on her Spotify page and she has this remix album and there are guys like Odyssey mm-hmm. uh, that have done remixes and Nicodemus that has a remix on there as well. So she seems plugged into the mm-hmm. scene in the States, um, you know, artists that you would recognize uh, and her music. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun. It's energetic. I and think it's not, and she's with a band, the Nubatone. So it's not like, you know, it's not heavily produced or anything right. like that. It's her in a band and kind of organic feeling, but it's got a really fun beat. Um, I'm trying to think of some different words like to describe it, but I just really think everyone, if you have a chance to go out on Thursday night, you should check it out. Yeah. And, and look her music up, you know, give her some streams. Uh, it's definitely worth it. It was, you know, something that I'm interested in, in delving mm-hmm. more into. Um, so yeah, we're going to play a little bit, um, of a track of hers called Sukura, It's Late, uh, again by Alsara and the Nubatones. So once again, that was Sakura It's Late by Alsara and the Nubatones. Uh, again, you guys should check them out. And that wraps it up for this week. Thanks for listening to The Rundown on Runaway Podcast Network. Uh, one new thing this week, I will say in our outro, if you guys have any shows you want us to know about, please make sure you email us podcasts with an S at runawayclothes.com. Uh, we'd love to hear suggestions, stuff that you don't think we're covering or you want us to highlight and know about. Again, it's curated, but we love to hear and know what's going on in the community. Um, so please reach out to us. Uh, make sure you subscribe and tell a friend. If you like the show, leave us a review. If you hate the show, maybe not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And please check out Super Empty with Ryan Coca and Justin. Yeah, we've got uh, we got another show this week. But if you haven't heard our interview with Eric Tullis, it's one of my favorites that we've done so far. Um, you know, also, Eric's- can we just talk about Tullis somehow spouting about a local festival potentially being maybe sold, and then there's a News and Observer article after that, like the power of Twitter, y'all. Yeah, the power of yeah. Twitter. Eric has been doing this a long time uh, and has uh, infinite wisdom about the game. Uh, so go listen to that interview again. Uh, that's on the Super Empty Show, also on the Runaway Podcast Network, uh, hosted by Ryan Coca and myself. Uh, and we'll see you again next week. Peace out, y'all.